Before we begin this episode, we would like to say a few words in the light of the recent wave of multiple atheist creator accounts being mass-reported and banned. We started this podcast with the intention of exposing religious hypocrisy and how toxic it can be. And we can gladly say we are successful. At the Burning Indian Podcast, we are firm defenders of freedom of speech, separation of church and state, and freedom of and from religion. What we have been experiencing lately is a clear, blatant attack on these principles that are ingrained in our country's very foundation. It goes without saying that the United States is not a Christian nation, and it never has been. The First Amendment of our Constitution states, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble, and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Throughout history, we have seen the devastating and lasting effects that silencing has had on ideals and opinions that are not necessarily popular, which tend to infringe on those freedoms we cherish. For centuries, Christianity has been the belief system that has colonized, enslaved, and robbed different peoples of their cultures, placing itself as the oppressing and dominant force, and whose ripple effects are still felt strongly up to this very day. When atheist creators are silenced on social media, Christians continue to perpetuate the role of the oppressor. When power is slowly taken away from the oppressor, it feels like persecution, a foreign feeling that is uncomfortable and intolerable. We are proponents of freedom of speech and religion, but most importantly, we are proponents of freedom from religion. We are committed to breaking free from the chains of mental slavery that religion binds us with. We will continue to expose religious hypocrisy, whether it is on TikTok or on YouTube or via this podcast. To all of our current and future listeners, we thank you for your continued support and for helping us expose religion for the poison that it is to our society. Silence breeds violence. Now back to this shitty ass episode. I mean, you made it this far into the recording. <laughs> Suckers. Welcome back to another horrible, deplorable, third-rate episode of the Burning Eden Podcast. I am Bath, your most amazing Latino nice hair Satanist. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Mel, your favorite co-host and big titty heathen. <laughs> so, Mel. Yes, Beth? You'll never believe who I suckered into coming onto the show. Who's sucking on who's what? Who is coming on who? The bitch. I'm trying to say that I was able to outsource yet another guest. Oh, shit. Outsource? Yeah. I didn't have 20 bucks to offer this time. Uh, no wonder. Your broke ass couldn't find anyone from this country. I only had 16 bucks, which equals 20 Canadian dollars. <laughs> so, what does that even mean? It means that we saved four dollars, bitch! I say this with all the love in the world. You are a fucking dumbass. So, <sighs> who who's the guest? Well, Mel. Mm. Brace yourself. And Hakuna your tatas. For today's episode, we have a very, very special guest. Ooh. All the way from Canada, the <gasps> land of maple syrup and Canadian bacon. The mm. one, the only, the Ooh. most amazing 
Shannon Q. Holy Woo, shit. Holy shit. Welcome, Shannon. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> is, is this she real was, life? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, it's like I can't believe I'm on the show. God damn. Holy shit. You guys are being How's silly. it going? Good. It's going great. Thank you. <laughs> she was probably laughing with a muted mic to the bar afterwards. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, oh my god, yeah, Shannon. <laughs> do, do you need a sham wow bath? Because like, yes, I can, I, I'm getting spit on like <laughs> through my headphones here. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> so Thank how are you, so Shannon? Much. Yeah. Hi. You're welcome. Thank <laughs> you for so inviting gone. me. <laughs> She's like, uh, regretted this already. <laughs> already. Never. <laughs> never. <laughs> well, just want to say thank you so much for yes. agreeing to do this shit show. And as the honor guest, you get to read the Bible verse of the day. Whoop. So what do you have for us? I have numbers 5, 16 through 22. Lovely. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Actually, it's not. It's, it's, uh, it's not. Disclaimer. <laughs> it's not lovely. All right, I'll I'll read it. I'll try to I'll try to read it as dramatically as possible. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. totally. This Bible verse annoys me though. So this is oh. one of the ones that <laughs> that I've, when I started actually reading the book, I ended up at literally throwing the book when I read this. So oh, let's, sure. let's, oh god, let's go, let's go. All right. <laughs> <Let's do it>. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I'm gonna get him dramatic, but okay. Ooh. The priest Ooh. shall bring her and have her stand before the Lord. Ooh. Then he shall take some holy water in a clay jar and put some dust from the tabernacle floor into the water. After the priest has had the woman stand before the Lord, he shall loosen her hair. It's apparently very important. Oh, and oh, place wow. her hands <laughs> uh, and place her hands on the remainder offering of the grain offering of for jealousy. While he himself holds the bitter water that brings a curse, then the priest shall put the woman under the oath and say to her, if no other man has had sexual relations, has had sexual relations with you and you have not gone astray and become impure while married to your husband, may this bitter water that brings a curse not harm you. But if you have gone astray while married to your husband and you have made yourself impure by having sexual relations with a man other than your husband, here the priest puts the woman under the curse, may the Lord curse you to become a curse amongst your people. When he makes your womb miscarry and your abdomen swell, may this water that brings a curse enter your body so that your abdomen swells and your womb miscarries. Then the woman is to say, Amen. So be it. Amen. Amen. The, yeah, amen. Yes. So be it. Beautiful. Inspirational. Glorious. Uh, Family content right there. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't teach me that one in Sunday school, right? Hmm. It's weird. Hmm. <laughs> well, that was so pro-life, pro-woman, pro, you know, all the things they <laughs> they like to preach. I love it. Thank you for sharing that <laughs> yes, with that us. Was, that You're was welcome. Inspirational, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it drives Excuse me crazy. That that specific verse. I've had many a debate with people where, whether it be on morality or whether it be on pro-choice versus pro-life, and people have different 
sort of versions of that that they believe in and the and the most or i suppose the least objectionable one is the one where they suggest that this is some sort of mistranslation and it doesn't actually mean miscarry it means that the thigh will rot and the woman will become infertile so my question is, and I've never gotten a proper answer to this question from anybody mm. that I've engaged with, is if the woman happens to be pregnant in that moment and she becomes mm -hmm. infertile, what happens? Does, because she's pregnant, is she able to trick God into <gasps> not having the curse fall upon her and the pregnancy huh. doesn't miscarry? Or instead is does she miscarry because she's just instantly become infertile like it's either it's got to be one of the two <laughs> one the yeah yeah so so which well, one Shiana, is it? don't you know that god gives you free will so <laughs> it yeah. all comes down <laughs> yeah. to free will no. not okay. when you're drugged by your face to the tabernacle <laughs> because your husband's <laughs> jealous of you and oh. wants god to curse you if you've oh been unfaithful god. Oh, Where's the free will oh. in that? Mm. <laughs> like it's husband's free will. It's all about the husband's oh, free true, will. Oh, true, true, true. Women have to be silenced. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because they traveled yeah. a lot and it, it's they deserve to know, right? So right. right. <laughs> so drink this dust water so that you can <laughs> become a curse. <laughs> it's so you know what's great? How the Bible honors women. That's the best oh, thing it's, about it's, it. It's the best. It's really it's it's the best for us. I Venerates love them. Mm. Honors them so much. I feel um, like so, I, I feel like I brought us down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, no, you're good. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is great. Um, so, for those of our listeners who don't know who Shannon is, uh, Shannon Q is a psychologist, a YouTuber, the host of the Atheist Experienced uh, Experience. I'm sorry, a genius, of course, oh and God. an overall badass. Yes, Although she are. may not see it, you know, Shannon is a very important asset to the atheist community, and we fucking love you. Oh. Yes, we do. <laughs> You're very sweet. I'm not. I, I I'm not technically a psychologist, though. I'll give you that. I okay. have a degree in psychology. Oh, okay. oh, sorry. Okay. Oops. Oops. Yeah, no, I'm not like a Control therapist Z. or anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have a degree in psychology, but you do teach. Uh, I've seen, uh, I guess you can call them lectures, you know, on YouTube mm -hmm. where you are teaching about um, cognition, communication, all that cool stuff. And it's, it's super interesting. And it is. We're just super Thank thankful yeah. and lucky yeah, yeah. to have you right now. And so we would like to learn a little bit about yourself, like okay. your background. Uh, were you raised religious, first of all? Oh, very much so. I was very like much com so competitively religious when oh, I was no. younger. <laughs> yeah, I was an altar girl. I was oh, the youngest oh person God. in the church to be confirmed. If they they only had altar boys, and I was like, well, I could do that. <laughs> so I, I always thought it was just for for the boys. I, I had never heard of altar girl. Before. Yeah, I was the huh. first one wow. in the church. <laughs> oh, shit. Breaking the I was glass like, ceiling, huh? There you go. Yeah, Damn. at the age of eight. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I decided that, you know, God meant more to me than it meant he meant to anyone. So no one was going to tell mm. me that I couldn't be one of the, I couldn't train to be an altar girl. And I couldn't be the youngest person in the church to be confirmed. And I couldn't be in the choir. And so, yeah, I was an Anglican and I was, I was competitively uh, religious. I wanted to make sure that... Everybody knew I was the most faithful. <laughs> oh, wow. Just uh, the most. 
<laughs> that table's turned since. You're right? <laughs> <laughs> how, why? How the tables have turned. Yeah, I have a different Anglican perspective is, now than when I was eight. <laughs> is Anglican the Church of England the one where the king made his own um, basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. Is that oh, the one? Okay. Yeah, they still consider themselves to be in holy communion with the Catholic Church, mm, but in really? the Anglican Church, for example, women can be priests now. Uh, that wasn't oh. the. Oh. Actually, I'm not sure if it was the case when I was younger. I'm old. Okay. I don't think <laughs> so. Old. You are not old. You're not old. <laughs> Baff is an old asshole. That's definitely. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm older than Baff, actually. I'll be I'll be 40 in December. So. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can still be an old all. asshole. <laughs> there you go. I act like one. Yeah, you do. Fair <laughs> enough. I do have a lot of gray hairs on my beard, <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Oh my god. Oh shit. <laughs> so Anglican Church. So what? What are some of the main differences? I I know that my understanding is basically the king wanted a divorce, and the Pope didn't want to let him because divorce, you know, is a <laughs> sin or something like that. So he said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do my own church," and he got divorced. Is that what happened? See, I don't Anglican know. Church? Oh, okay. I I don't know one hundred percent, but I do know the church that I went to. For example, like my my mother and father got divorced when I was oh. one, so mm. my mother never really attended church because it was frowned upon if you were divorced. Oh. To gotcha. still you you specifically, I don't believe could take communion. Uh, same with I had an uncle who's still very very devout, mm. and when he got divorced, he stopped attending because he no longer felt comfortable. So I know that divorce isn't something that. Um, at least my church was certainly um, endorsing or condoning. Uh, I think it's kind of a misnomer that the that King Henry VIII wanted a divorce, and thus uh-huh. I, th- I think it had more to do with power than it had to do with divorce. Really, probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. To be perfectly honest, but it's it's the the basic tenets are the same as mm-hmm. the Catholic Church for to a certain degree. There's mm-hmm. less of um, an emphasis on church tradition and more of an emphasis on scripture uh, in the oh. Anglican church. Okay. Uh, like for example, like we wouldn't ever pray a rosary. We don't venerate uh, saints hmm. to the same degree. Gotcha. I still say we, that's so weird. That's how you slip back <laughs> into it. <laughs> it's part of your identity. I'm definitely not a Is member. Is she secretly anymore. an Anglican? No. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> Technically, I think I'm still a Catholic because my dad was Catholic. Oh. So when I was a baby, I was confirmed ca- or uh, baptized, baptized Catholic. Oh. Yeah. So I think Same. technically I'm still on the books as a Catholic. Oh, shit. <laughs> but I, I was confirmed. I don't know how to do it, though. Oh, you have to sin <laughs> some more. I've thought I'm about that. from a different that. country. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't know how to do it. I've thought about that a bunch of times, like going through the process of just getting myself off the books. But right. then I then I re- then I remember that I'm lazy and I'm like, that's not going to work. <laughs> Say. And you're busy too. You got shit to do. So busy. I do. <laughs> Currently, I currently have a 10-year-old who's homeschooling because, while I'm oh, working wow. full-time from home. So, Damn. And we're moving shortly. I just purchased a mm-hmm. house with a with a really cute 
boy named Paul who oh. also runs a YouTube channel. <laughs> shout out to Paul. That's right. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty cool. <laughs> well, congratulations on the house and like ha- yeah, basically awesome. doing all the adult things in one weekend. <laughs> you know? That's right. Basically, <laughs> it is <yeah>. the dream. <laughs> um, so you obviously you uh, you were um, religious, but your road to atheism. How did you get there? Oh wow! So. That's a it's an interesting question. Reading <laughs> the ha- Bible, probably. Right, that's right. a huge component of it. Absolutely. So, yeah. um, my road to atheism happened kind of in an iterative fashion. It wasn't just you know I didn't just wake up one day and be like, oh, I'm an right. atheist now. <laughs> I don't think that's the way it happens for anybody. Nobody has that like one epiphany. Maybe some people do, but it didn't happen for me. Right. Um, Something bad happened when I was in my mid-20s, and mm. it was – I was having a rough time, okay. um, and as um, as you do, I turned to the scripture, and I turned to the church at that mm. time to kind of get support and feel as though – like, feel like I had some guidance with what to do which now I lament so much. That's one of the reasons I'm so active as a mental health advocate, because yes. I think mm-hmm. that that was um, the avenue I was taught to take mm-hmm. as your first choice. And it was the wrong one. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was absolutely the wrong one for me. Um, so I had... I kind of turned to scripture and I thought to myself, you know, if I throw myself into reading the Bible right now Mm -hmm. and like really getting to know it and like getting into the word of the Lord, then that's going to give me some answers regarding how to proceed and how to understand what just happened and what's going on because something really, really bad had happened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, that brought me to the realization that oh this book actually isn't anything like what I thought it was I mean I had read it but I had read study material right I had read what I was told to read I was I had a a faith that was born in the pulpit not in the scripture Mm -hmm. so my faith had been given to me through heredity (laughs) and then reinforced through the church and was not at all founded in the word. So I came to that realization, but I wasn't ready to kind of shirk it off yet. So Mm -hmm. I did everything I could to attempt to um, reconcile what I was reading. I can still remember when I first read Genesis start to finish, like actually mm-hmm. open it up and read it in my mm-hmm. mid-20s. And coming to the page <laughs> where God put man put people on earth and then flipping to the next page and then he made the first man. I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait a damn wait. minute. Wait. <laughs> wait a second. It seems like they jammed two stories together here. Right? <laughs> what is going on? They ju- he just put people here. Why is he making people? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> like literally pages in, I was starting to, in, a, in this moment of crisis where I was looking for what I was taught would be the most um, calming and healing influence Instead, I was thrown into a secondary crisis of realizing oh, wow. that 
the things that I believed were founded in what I was told and me taking that on trust and not me actually investigating why I believe what I do. So being an inquisitive person, I started to kind of explore that and ask questions. And when I was reaching out to pastors and priests and and, and people who are religious that I had trusted at the time, I was basically told, you're like, you're not in the mindset for this. Mm-hmm. Um, like you currently have a tainted heart and that's causing you to read the scripture through that lens or um, you're actually bringing some of this, you know, d- depression and stress upon yourself by asking too many questions when you need Gaslighting. to just kind of have trust right. and faith. Yeah. So I started to get mad. <laughs> right? Right, right. I started to look into yeah. it myself. And eventually, like I finished the finished the stupid book, <laughs> and it it didn't get any better. Spoiler alert! It's sixty six <laughs> books Spoiler. of what the fuck? Holy it's like shit! Like the Yelp review is like one star. Would not recommend. Right? Yeah, he creates and, people, and, and then he drowns everybody. Yeah. In the first chapter. Like, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> or maybe, or maybe he doesn't. Maybe it was just a metaphor. I'm like, okay, well then. <laughs> I, I, like I could, I could go through the list of questions. One of the, like, the reason I read that passage is because that's one of the passages, like I said, that I read. I read uh-huh. the book and I hit that passage, and I had been st- so staunchly pro-life at that point because of the church position mm. that I was essentially adopting as my own. Because you know, you just do as you do, right? Mm. Without right, really yeah. critically thinking or analyzing why. And I hit yep. that passage, and I went, "Are you kidding?" Are you kidding? <laughs> Literally, God just forced an abortion on a woman who may not even have wanted it, but I couldn't yeah. have one if I want one? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Because her husband was jealous? Every mm-hmm. le- le- I threw it. So I, it's wow. such a long story. It's so hard to ask about deconversion because it's, <laughs> this is the process that took me the better part of 10 years. Oh, like, wow. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. For a long time, I probably would have told you that I was spiritual, and then I started to look at Buddhism, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, well, maybe the answers are somewhere else. Maybe this book doesn't make sense, but I still feel a certain kind of way, so that must be a result of something, right? So maybe there's this this spiritual component, so I'll look at Buddhism and see if that pertains to me at all. But then I s- switched my major. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so... I was previously studying English and I switched my major to psychology right around the same time. It was actually probably just a little bit before when I went, Uh I switched from Mount St. Vincent to St. Mary's University and started studying psychology. It was literally right around the same time. And the intro classes didn't really do much to like sway me or whatever, like when I was, when I started switching. Mm -hmm. Um, But once I started studying, because what I wanted to focus on was like cognition perception and how we interact with each other and um what makes you good like a good socializer how to talk to people um why and this this bible journey that i went through really made me kind of focus in on like why why do we believe the things that we do how do our Mm. brains even work so I started studying that because I thought it might answer some of my questions. And also I was intensely interested in it. And, mm-hmm. and um, 
when I started really getting into the nitty gritty of how the brain works, I went, well, the soul's not possible. It's just not. <laughs> nice. It's just not possible. Like Agreed. Like I remember reading a study about um, aphasia. Uh, and aphasia is when you have a type of brain damage that um, affects a certain region of your brain that there's different kinds of aphasia, but the ones that I was studying were Broca's and Vornicke's aphasia. And sorry, when you get me talking about brains, I'll get technical. I'm so sorry. Oh, no problem. um, (laughs) Super interesting. It is. It is. But um, Broca's and Vornicke's aphasia are uh, related to damage to specific areas on usually the left hemisphere of your brain. But Mm -hmm. if you're left-handed, it's more likely going to be on the right hemisphere, but predominantly it's on the left hemisphere of your brain. And it has to do with how you can comprehend and how you can produce language. Right. And I thought to myself, wow, that's really specific. Like if I tweak this small little area of my brain, I can literally no longer understand what anybody is saying to me. Isn't like I just crazy? can't comprehend anything anymore. It's and crazy. the same yeah and the same with the other form of aphasia i can understand what people are saying but i can no longer articulate and i was like wow that's intense like i wonder what else might happen like might go on then i came across phineas gage and Mm -hmm. i realized that basically your entire personality can shift due to brain damage and then what does that mean for the soul like especially if free will is like this tether that is grounding us Mm -hmm. to um uh, why we're like broken and fallen and why we are why we require redemption if something can literally happen to us as an accident that we had nothing to do with yes. that can fundamentally yep. change every aspect of our personality and cause us to become impulsive and mm-hmm. make poorer decisions and but what does that mean like we didn't ask for that to happen and it demonstratively happens on a consistent basis if you activate or deactivate certain regions of the brain so obviously Mm -hmm. that's us that's Mm -hmm. us right we just don't want it to be i guess (laughs) but it is and and then i started studying like the the molecular level of neuroscience and that it it just and then then the walls just fell down it just blew apart then once i realized just how like glial cells and neurons worked (laughs) i was just like well that's that then (laughs) yeah and i just i was just dying I was just dying. I would have probably told you socially I was an agnostic for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then one day I just, I, I couldn't pinpoint the day, but I just realized, yeah, I don't believe any of this. Me saying I'm mm-hmm. agnostic is me saying I like, I don't have a position. I'm still like suspending judgment. Now I'm ready to make a judgment. This is bullshit. Yes. <laughs> this is all bullshit. Yep. Yeah, so that's I don't know. That's the Cole's notes version. So, like, sorry if it's not that interesting, but it's mostly oh, like a no, bad I'm thing happened in the church stuff. <laughs> and I like brains. No, this is awesome. And yeah, and, and you mentioned people changing, like uh, being able to change their personality completely. And yeah, the, yeah. there's people that, for example, had a TBI, a tra- traumatic brain injury, mm-hmm. and they're not the same anymore. Or people yeah. with uh, degenerative, um, you know, brain diseases like Alzheimer's or dementia, right. where actual brain matter is being, you know, g- 
disappearing little by little yeah, and yeah. getting all screwed up there is changes in personality as well so yeah. that is super fucking interesting it is i'm gonna go read a book now right. is- <laughs> i have some i could recommend hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and so in your opinion why do you think people uh like faith uh where does it come from it, it's such a strange concept the searching for something else out there and having that that hope that there is you know something higher than us i think that it's super ingrained in society right mm-hmm. the starter and i'm so sorry mel did i interrupt you you sounded like no you no no, no you're, you're you're good okay i apologize yeah. no, i get no. really excited and i talk, i accidentally talk over people i don't mean to oh my god <laughs> shut up <laughs> Don't help me like that, man. (laughs) (laughs) But go on. Just kidding. Okay. (laughs) Try to proceed. Um, But why people have faith? (laughs) I think. I think also we're innately pattern-seeking sort of beings, right? So. And, and we're super prone to investing in correlative evidence from an evolutionary standpoint as well, right? So mm. um, I'm not an evolutionary psychologist. Like I said, I studied like perceptual cognition, neuroanatomy, and, uh, and um, communication theory. So that uh, this isn't my field. Uh, and I know some people are poo-poo the field of evolutionary psychology but there's some interesting theories that come out of it that could be testable and one of them Mm. is that um because we're such um adept um pattern recognition and machines and because we're Uh and because um creating correlative um cognitive networks that create nodes that cause consistent affiliation have had benefit like i'm sure you've heard the old adage like a rustle in the bush might is scary because previously like in in our savannah days that could have potentially been a predator so we still have that sort of response to it right that that rustle in the bush may not be a predator but there's a correlative um neural framework that over time has become beneficial one of the things that could have become beneficial and um the righteous mind is a good book for this if you if you've ever if you're looking for a good Mm. book um by jonathan Haidt, is us um creating socially cohesive groups around attempts to sort of explain phenomena around us in a way that has either inadvertently caused us to protect ourselves or our group Mm -hmm. or has cohered the group in some way in order to create a more Uh organized group. So I think that one, we're very prone to wanting an answer to stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. all, and two, we're not very good at just living with the idea that we don't have an answer to shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly. We're not great at that. Yeah. We're not great at that. We'll just we'll make up one temporarily until another one replaces it, as yep. opposed to just say, I don't know. <laughs> yep. I don't know. It doesn't something to say. 
I that's, don't know. Yep. That's oh the my gosh, thing yeah. they can say is I don't know. Right? Yep. Yeah. It's like <laughs> but... dreadful to some people to not be able to know because they're afraid of that void that might mm, come up, which knowing. will if you're indoctrinated and and you believe that there's this sky fairy that controls everything up there for the beginning of your the formation of of your brain and you right. growing up as a child and then you come to this realization that there there's possibly nothing up there yeah so that yep. is scary and is. to some people it's so impossible to comprehend that so they would rather just fill in the gaps right yep yeah it's more emotionally satiating to feel as though you have an answer yes yeah it's it's far less dissonance inducing to just feel comfortable that there is an answer to the question and especially if you have a large group of people and a huge subsection of society that also buy into that answer that's that's exceptionally reinforcing and people Mm -hmm. would gravitate towards um behaviors and mental states that prevent that from becoming uncomfortable dissonance that they could retain that comfort so that all of that makes sense to me yeah yeah yep to me it's so interesting how people are able to compartmentalize you know um a belief that you know, it's irrational. There's no good reason to believe in it, but they are believing it. And in other aspects of their life, they're so rational. That to me is like fascinating. It's like, how? <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you go how, from one to the other? You know? How, yeah. It's very, very interesting to me to see people that way. Yeah. Cause I think people do. Um, I'm on the, I'm on the outskirts because I think that people can have mm. rational Mm-hmm. beliefs like they're they're, mm. they're yeah, they clearly found a way to rationalize do i agree with the rationalizations that they've used no i don't obviously mm. i don't think they're satisfactory but that mm. doesn't mean that they're not emotionally and mentally rational um especially when there's constant reinforcement and the average person for the most part belief is not um, not everybody's an evangelical, right? Or right. like a yeah. fundamentalist. Right. Most people, their faith is just a tertiary aspect. Like it's just tangential to the rest of their lives. It's not something that's a foundational tenant of how they view everything. So as a result, it doesn't frequently come under scrutiny. We all hold beliefs that we may not even realize are you know, by the strictest definition, irrational. But mm. um, I, I'm I'm sure I believe 40 wrong things right now, but that doesn't mean that I'm irrational. It just means that I'm not using my cognitive effort to critically analyze why I hold that belief. And for most people, I think that that's the case. That's just, it's not something that ever comes to the forefront requiring scrutiny unless something extraordinary right. they happens. They don't even need to. They don't even have right. to because it doesn't, right. it's not part of the, the, the routine, you know, right. it doesn't come under, under scrutiny, like you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Did Mel fart again? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> yes, she did. Listen. <laughs> Told you not to eat those beans. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn you. Damn you. <laughs> hmm. So I like I had a question for you, Shannon. Awesome. Where um because we, we get this a lot on TikTok also, but no, TikTok. I want to know what you say to people who tell you that without God, we wouldn't have morals. Oh, my mm. God. I've always, <laughs> like, once? I'm so curious <laughs> what you think about that. Oh, wow. Where do you get your morals, <laughs> right. lady? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Silence! Yeah, I'm for the bitter water! <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Drink the bitter water. Uh, I'm a weirdo who has chosen a hobby that, that, that seems to require that I explain my position on morality all the time to people who then subsequently compare me to Hitler because they think that's a gotcha. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Godwin's Law. If you're an atheist engaging in a debate about morality, it's literally like on the bingo card. Did you say Mao? Did you say, did you, did you bring up the Nazis? Because because I think that they're from their perspective, subjective uh, versions of morality where it's not this like objective, um, prescriptive like in the ether morality exists as a tangible concept outside of a mind sort of thing that's grounded in god then that Mm -hmm. translates to anything goes (laughs) just that means whatever your opinion is is morality and so they think of the worst possible opinion on how to treat each other that they can think of, which is generally, you know, like a Nazi. Yes. So that's a right, good one to right. go to. So and they well, say, why don't well, you go rape and kill people, huh? What's right. stopping you? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> so my friend Matt says. I've raped exactly since I became yes. an atheist. I was raped and killed exactly the amount of people that I had right. yes. <laughs> that I had intended. That amount is zero. That amount is zero. That's actually Penn Jillette said that once in one of his shows. I oh, did he? Seeing. Yeah, I, I think love- that's where Matt got it from. Probably. Um, I love it. But uh, yeah, because I had raped exactly how, the amount mm-hmm. of people I've wanted on my list. And that list is zero. And if your list has people, well, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, that's like the what? way. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But yes, no, also, no. it's like what? I was done. <laughs> yeah, I get very excited. I talk weird, I too. Please, so, please, please yeah. interrupt him. Please. Please. <laughs> You guys are hitting on some of my favorite concepts. The soul and morality are my favorite concepts to discuss because I think morality, like to me, morality just seems kind of a a socially constructed concept. Morality is the name that we gave to um, the set of behavioral standards that would equate to us as a society being the most highly functional on both a societal and individual level. So whatever that set of rules looks like, um, which is constantly up for debate, we name that morality. We just mm-hmm. we just say that's morality. That's just us pragmatically looking at how a society could best function to both benefit us and the group 
because in order for us to benefit and flourish, we're a social species. The group also has to benefit and flourish. Um, And the best ways to do that are to decrease harm on an individual and societal level and increase flourishing at an individual and societal level. And most, uh, most of the things that everybody agrees are moral are moral because they comport to both of those standards. So that's what makes the most sense to me. What terrifies me is, um, okay, I'll start here, actually. I'll start here first. Mm -hmm. I'll start with why um, theists don't like that. Because I think Mm -hmm. when people hear it's up to us, they go, well, we're not very good at that. And they're right. (laughs) History would demonstrate that we aren't. And if I'm right, that's exactly what we would expect to see, right? We would would be very crafty. We would be horrible at it and progressively get better as time goes on and society advances and our communication skills and way to communicate with each other and interconnectedness increase we would need to expand what we conceive as morality as a result so that's what i would expect but what a theist hears is well that just means that whatever you think could be morality and what i think could be morality and we could both be right so Uh i talk about goals a lot when i talk about morality and what scares me and what i bring up when i'm having these conversations is if you see it as entirely prescriptive like if your view of morality is god wrote down this set of rules or god wrote this set of rules on our hearts or whatever it looks like to you that's actually more terrifying to me because then you feel whatever your current version of understanding uh, or interpretation of what you think god was saying is right mm-hmm. and you are li- you're literally and exactly on the same footing as me because you have to use your cognitive faculties to discern that you either have to interpret a book or feel as though you've had some sort of revelation that and yeah. are relying now on your intuition um and you're not applying any sort of rational justifications to figuring out what is or isn't moral you're just mm-hmm. accepting what you feel is moral mm-hmm. without going through the work of grounding that in um, what a goal might be. I often ask mm-hmm. people, well, what's God's goal for us? And that's a hard question for people, mm-hmm. right? Especially the people who say, well, morality is grounded in God. First question would be, okay, well, how do you know what's moral? Like, how do you have access to what God thinks? And they'll say the Bible. And I'll say, well, people can interpret it that interpret that Bible differently than you. So right. how do you know that you are right? Well, that's some sort of revelation. What if you have a revelation and someone has a, 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 another revelation, both of you feel in your heart that it's a revelation that the Holy Spirit has brought upon you and you disagree yes. on something and, and you both have scriptural reinforcement for it. How do you discern at that point? And it starts to become this, ridiculous cycle where they're just they're essentially basing it in their own intuition but not admitting it whereas Uh i'm saying you can't just base it on your own intuition you have to figure out what the goal is we need to talk about the goal like so if if god's goal for us is flourishing then he executed this and treating each other well and advancing as a society that respects loves cares for 
and supports encourages and protects each other then he's done a really piss poor job of executing correct letting us know that that's his goal so you guys actually scare me more than i should scare you because ultimately you guys it's all your opinion too you're just saying that your opinion is founded in an intuition that's inspired by god and i'm saying my intuitions need to be founded let's figure out what morality means and assess together what the most rational way to go about doing it is as a society and you're saying yeah well god said it and like that's not an (laughs) argument well god told people that it was okay uh to invade the the lands of the natives you know manifest destiny uh uh, slaves Yeah, it, God, God said it was, you know, cool to burn witches. And God said to... it was indentured servitude, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. so, or, or, and now I should send people... my friend Josh over here. He'll talk to you about it. <laughs> my friend Josh from Digital Hammurabi, Hammurabi, he literally wrote, literally wrote the book on this, on biblical slavery. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> send them over. Send them over. Yeah, yeah, send them yeah. Over. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and right nowadays we still have people who say, well, God, uh, you know, and they use that to discriminate against, you know, groups of people. We got mm-hmm. like the Westboro Baptist Church who could oh, swear man. that, you know, uh, God hates, you know, that word, um, yep, yep, dead yep. soldiers and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it, <laughs> they say that it's subjective, you know, but is it though? It's, yeah, is it's it? like, how do you it's... access this objective morality? That's like the base question, right? Okay, it's objective, sure. Like, I'll go, like, what if I grant you that it's objective? Okay, God's morality is objective. We'll just, I'll just give you that as a premise. Um, <laughs> list off the morals for me. Right. And they'll start with murder. They always start with murder or rape because right. everybody knows that wrong. Most of the smart ones avoid rape because they know you can point to the Bible and go, here's the yep. thing. <laughs> yep. But they'll start with murder. They'll usually start with murder because everybody Thou will agree on kill. that. And then they'll say, well, how do you know? Blah, 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 blah. But that's like, that's the thing though. But, and, and then they're done, right? Then they're, then they're not, they have to admit that they're not coming to rational decisions. They either have to admit that they're not coming to decisions where they deliberated why something is or isn't moral themselves internally. Mm-hmm. They have to admit that. Um, or they have to just wholly adopt um, literalist prescriptions, which leads them into absurdities where they have to support things like slavery and rape and gender roles and mm. uh, bigotry. Like they, it, it's one of the two. It's, it's it, it has to be like right. from to my mind. And people say say that that's oversimplistic and that I'm being unfair, but I don't <laughs> think I am. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Not in these conversations, right? I'm also right. an asshole, though. People think I'm nice, but I'm not. I'm a horrible person. That's I'm right. not very nice at all. <laughs> I'm a bad, bad person. I'm bad. also a girl who says words that sometimes sound smart. So, so that, I, that so, makes me the worst. <laughs> speaking, speaking of that, like, since, uh, you know, being a female and an atheist, how ha- have you received hate? like i'm I'm really i'm really curious because you're like obviously you're like one of the smarter people in this group and so i'm really curious on like how much hate you you receive you know from either either a from like christians or b from other other male atheists i'm broker 
I'm truly curious because oh, you are like top tier atheist. Like to me, <laughs> top tier. You know? <laughs> so, but I, but I really want to know, like, how how oh, is man. it? <laughs> Tell me you don't follow me on Twitter without telling me you don't follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I barely use Twitter. So. I don't have Twitter. So, no. that's, that's a good thing. Don't get that's, it. Oh, no. <laughs> what I, so, so the answer is yes. <laughs> like, like a lot. And... Um, I've chosen instead of like, instead of clutching my pearls and going, it's not fair that the the people are misogynistic Mm -hmm. to me. I I choose to just own their asses instead. So what I do on Twitter is, um, every time somebody leaves me a really misogynistic bullshit comment, I make it my Twitter handle. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Don't you do that too, Mel? To some I, extent, yeah, I, I do that. I put because they, they they always you know with my weight and everything. They're like, oh, you're a meatball. So I put that in my bio. I'm like I'm a meatball, <laughs> and I'm like I just fuck you. Like it's if you're gonna insult me, be original. You yeah, know, right. You, come on. But yeah, oh my somebody God, like, called I, you a slut once, right? Yes, and so my profile picture is uh, Baff's <laughs> uh, art art artist work. Um, oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, nice. yeah. So I'm I'm a. Slut. It's her it's face fine. that says slut on it. On it. Yeah, oh my God. I'm, I'm a slut. I guess. I, I, I guess. I guess. Oh <laughs> That's amazing. Oh man. Well done. People suck. People they suck. They do. They oh do. man, I could read you some comments, dude. Like I could oh, totally man. read you the best shit. Okay, <laughs> put this in your new Twitter title: slightly fat chick, <laughs> slightly fat chick who takes <laughs> photos at angles with duck face in order to look slim. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. my god and also i get a lot of the times i get dudes sending me messages going i know you think you're smart oh, but no. actually and then oh, they proceed no. to completely not understand neuroscience at all <laughs> <laughs> mm, destroy them with education yeah. i love it or yeah you should never have dyed your hair i don't like your hair like that i'm like i don't actually what? remember fucking asking you right you like, like, are you under the impression you? i did this like... specifically to impress you asshole <laughs> i don't care what you think i literally don't give a fuck <laughs> oh my god well I, I i can't say that i'm glad that you also get it <laughs> I am. They're hilarious. <laughs> They're idiot- like they just like they just make their whole group of people look foolish. Like I've literally had like the one of the reasons that I love it is because I've had people that had this sort of latent misogyny that they didn't realize that they had mm. read my interactions with people because I don't really do it on my channel. Right. Because one of my tenets on my channel, and this is something that's super important to me, is um I don't make anything on my channel about me being a female because okay. uh, yeah, it yeah. doesn't need to be right. right I, I, right. I have the same standing as anybody else. Absolutely. I have like what I'm saying is about, I'm a subject matter expert. I don't need mm-hmm. to be like, as a woman, because no, as a fucking <laughs> human. <laughs> I'm so, we, so we, we laugh because we just did a, uh, uh, infomercial <laughs> about being a Christian woman and it started out as as a woman oh as a Christian <laughs> so that's why we were laughing <laughs> that's perfect uh, listen to the to the I'll, I'll give you the episode so you can hear that information. Oh, it's, it's really so funny, funny. <laughs> it's for it's for uh, knee pads for your Pray- knees because yeah. women are on their knees all day 
you know? Yeah. For, for the Lord and so the they husband. Can pray. So exactly. they can pray. Obviously. <laughs> And and clean under the table. That's right. They're doing housework. Or, or do laundry. What's happening? Gardening and shit. You know? Well, the name of the product is Praise Nipas. Praise Nipas, yeah. <laughs> For your wifely duties and godly duties. <laughs> I'd buy those. Right? I need I, I need a Where pair. are they available, actually? <laughs> You gotta call one eight hundred. Oh my right. god! <laughs> well, they they do come bundled with the crucifier if you ever want to know oh, about that. <laughs> it's the second coming of Jesus. It's fine. It's oh. fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh, oh my man. god! That's a, my friend KC did a video once on on her uh, husband's channel. It's called God, Godless Engineer about uh, baby oh, Jesus yeah. butt plugs, and they're literally a thing. Okay, like okay, did, okay. So <laughs> literally a thing. <laughs> so I currently started an, an OnlyFans, right? So okay. where I live, there's a place called Fair Villa. Okay. And I'm going to look for a butt plug. And there's one that has Jesus's face on it and says, <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> Get some holy lube. Get some oh holy lube. I, like, I'm going to go like full awesome. out. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> the blasphemy. I, blasphemy like, combined like, with okay, sodomy listen. is the worst blasphemy of all. Listen, he died for our sins. We have to go out a legend. Okay? Come on. Also, ah. just like, ask forgiveness when you're done. And exactly. It's fine. It's fine. It's Somebody fine. said to me the other day, I can't remember who it was, some idiot on Twitter probably, of course. was like, yeah, the reason that you're an atheist is because you wanted to sin sexually. Yeah. I was like, I did. Do you Bitch, have any idea how many on my knees prayers I did after all of the shit I did while I was a Christian? Yes. Like, right. Okay. So like if I be... wanted to keep sinning, I would have stayed a Christian and just right. gone, I'm I sorry. Think... And they, been like, they, they... good they, now. They can claim that they're, you know, sinless, but when they at night they're they're fucking freaks. That's what's happening. <laughs> like, that's why the highest porn traffic is in the Bible Belt. FYI, that's right. Because they're yes. all repressed. As oh yes. my gosh! Like, go have some fun. Have some consensual whatever yeah. you want. As long as it's consenting adults, exactly. fucking go at it. Enthusiastic consent. Go. Hell yes. Hey, Get so real quick, it. Janet. I, yeah, I, know, sorry, I, I flew it off the rails. <laughs> no, 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 you're good, you're good. This has to do with a topic because I heard that you were the high priestess of that Church of Sexual Humanism. <laughs> I am. Do you yes. know what the search, Church of Sexual Humanism is? I don't know if you guys have watched my channel for long enough to know. No, it has to do with Ken Ham, right? Yes, yes. Beth. What? Oh. Explain, explain, explain. Oh, Beth, I'm so like, I'm so, I'm oh. like touched that you know that it has to do with I'm touched. So... Many moons ago, um, can I, uh, so I'm bisexual. I have many uh-huh. trans, non-binary, gender fluid, right. and LGBTQ friends, and also I'm not a dickwad. But right. Ken right. Ham is, and so is Brody, Bodie Hodge. <laughs> yes, and he is. Yep. So my boyfriend, the only reason I ever watched Ken Ham's, Ken Ham's stupid, 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 stupid answers news show is because my oh. boyfriend used to do. He has a channel called Polygia, and he used yes. to do shows. He does them less frequently now, thank God, on Ken Ham. So I would watch them <laughs> with him to like deliberate if they were interesting or whatever. Right. One day they were talking about um, 
transgender people and Mm. they kept saying this isn't even one day it was a pattern over the course of time and it really started to piss me off because they were saying anything that like atheism is a religion to them and being lgbtqia plus is also a religion to them and Bodhi said they're actually they're even if they say they're christians they're not christians they're members of the church of sexual humanism and i was like what Here's the thing, motherfucker. So I got like I had enough one day. One day I just snapped and I called Paul and I was like, "Can you make me uh like a sexual humanism logo <laughs> that I could use to like put on shirts and stuff?" And he was like, "Yeah, why?" And I was like, "Don't even ask questions. Just like give it to me." <laughs> so just do it. <laughs> do it. I put it on Twitter. Like he put it on Twitter. He may have even actually. I may be not giving him enough credit. He may have just done it independently, and I'm remembering wrong. But mm. like so anyway. That happened, and I decided because I'm very um, community or- oriented, right? Like I barely charge my patrons, I barely put videos on my channel. I like to like go around and do stuff, and I like to raise money for charities. That's one of the right. things that I do. So I decided that I was going to start my own church called Sexual Humanism. The only tenets of the church were that you had to be LGBTQIA affirming and supportive and you couldn't uh-huh. be an asshole. That that was it. There that was go. all of it. That's... Everybody gets ordained. You, I'm uh, cool whoever, with that. Whoever yes. wants to get ordained, you give yourself a moniker. Don't care what it is. Um, and yes. I sold merch and opened a PayPal account and I funded a scholarship in Kentucky nice. where Ken Ham lives oh, to, shit. in his name ah! yes. <laughs> to send a trans person to the University of oh, Louisville. My God. So I've never I'm, been so turned on right now. Like. I raised yeah. a little over $5,000 oh, and they sent a thank you note, the Louisville ah! LGBT, the Louisville oh, <laughs> University. <my God. laughs> LGBTQIA plus society at that school plus the school itself sent him and the church a note on behalf of the Church of Sexual Humanism. (laughs) Thank you, Ken Ham, for sending a trans person to university because I was like, you know what? Instead of just like talking about how it's annoying what he's doing why don't i legitimately take the power from their bullshit yes and instead turn that into the exact opposite of their shit but i'll do it in their fucking name and it shut them up for a bit like they didn't say sexual humanism for months good for months for months so that's why that that's why that's a thing it's not because (laughs) i was like this will be a funny thing it was because i was like you know what no, for sure. I've had enough of your shit. Oh <laughs> so, I fucking love this. Chef's kiss. Yes. Mwah. Yeah. Ken Ham sent oh. a trans person to college. You heard it here in That's his home states. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they take a tour of the Ark Encounter one day so that they can tell oh, them in person how so grateful bad. they were to study evolutionary biology <laughs> because of the scholarship he funded. He's a trash goblin and I hate him. Yeah, trash goblin. Fucking, oh my God. I love it. That's so great. <laughs> I'm getting sassy. This is amazing. <laughs> this is like, no, I love this. It makes me so happy. <laughs> Just, he drives me nuts. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> so, if, like, what is the abridged uh, version of the story of how you ended up in the atheist experience? Oh my God. Is there, is there a <laughs> That short was a total accident. Everything oh, about really? my. 
Yeah, everything about <gasps> my online president presence was an absolute uh-huh. accident. Oh, um, wow. Like I had a thousand subscribers before I even posted a video. Oh shit. Right. Um, any so the atheist experience story was uh, there's this event that my some of my friends put on called Faithless Forum that happens in Texas each year. Um, last year I wasn't able to go, got canceled because COVID, but the year before I did. Um, and I was, I went there as both a panelist and I had a really young channel at the time. It was only, I think I was only like maybe 5,000, 6,000 subscribers, but I knew Uh a lot of the people there and I volunteered. Um, and Matt was there. And so was Seth Andrews. It's a really great networking opportunity. He's so, he's one of my good friends. He's so nice. So uh, like I, I contacted him real quick and he might be on our show. Hopefully. (laughs) Oh, he's so good. He probably would. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I'll let the I'll let him know that I came on too. I will. Yeah, I'll send I'll send go. him a text. Yeah. Um anyway, oh, yeah. networking bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's literally what happened. That's what yeah. happened. Oh shit. Totally. So that's I went amazing. there as I went there as a volunteer and the day before the conference started, they gathered together all of the speakers and volunteers and I was both. I was a panelist and a volunteer. And uh Matt was there because he was going to be one of the speakers and him and I just so happened to sit next to each other on the couch while we were doing the like preliminary meeting for oh. speakers and volunteers and just got on immediately. Like just, just like thick as thieves, like right oh. away. <laughs> and um, got along together at the conference. And then the next day after Faithless Forum, I drove from Dallas to Austin with uh, Paul and like a bunch of other YouTubers that were still at Faithless Forum drove down to Austin because they'd asked us to come in and we were going to do a rotational Talk Heathen show. So you can still see mm. that Talk Heathen show. It's like me and Kyle and Paul and I, I think there's one other person that was hosting with us as well. I can't remember right now. Mm. But like Rachel Oates was there and Cosmic Skeptic was there. Rationally Rules was there. There was a bunch of us there. Nice. Okay. Um, but anyway, like they they threw me in because I was one of the people there and they wanted me to go on Talk Heathen. And evidently, I impressed them hey, while nice. I was there. So the, Matt said, the next time you come to Faithless Forum, I would love it since you're going to be in Austin if you could actually come on and be do a rotational hosting on the ACA. And then it got canceled because of COVID. And I was like, well, obviously, mm. I'm assuming I'm not going to be able to do the atheist experience anymore, which I was super excited about, right? Like, that's like goals when you're an atheist creator. Right, right. Um, and he was like, no, 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 we're doing it remote now. I, st- I still put you on the schedule. I still want you to do it. I was like, oh, okay, wow. are you sure? So I did it, and on air, he asked me to be a host of the show. Oh, what? Like, what? Like, literally, I was hosting the show thinking it was just because they were taking pity on me because I was supposed to do it <laughs> right. live, and COVID happened, right. and they just felt bad because I'd already had it on my schedule, and they didn't want to be like, well, since you're not here, then we don't want you. So right. that's what I, that's what I thought. <laughs> But evidently, like, yeah, so Matt asked me on air in real time, my very first time awesome. hosting the Atheist Experience, if I would be a host. And I was That's like, amazing. yes. <laughs> Bitch, I might be. I will. <laughs> that is so fucking cool. Oh, my yes. God. <laughs> That's what happened. Network, man. I'm telling you, go to Faithless Forum. Do some networking. Faithless Forum is a I great place to, to meet. Yes. I you hope, should. Uh, eventually. It's in November. Oh, let's do it. Yes. Yeah. Mel, let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. Let's if book, I'm allowed let's to leave book. the country, I'll be there. <laughs> yes. 
Holy shit. Yeah. Well, it's it, it's been an amazing, amazing, amazing experience. Yes. An atheist experience. Talking to you. <laughs> an amazing atheist experience talking to you today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it was a pleasure. It was an absolute pleasure. I'm so glad you guys asked me. And also, Captain Dadpool still hasn't messaged me. Suck so. it, Rick. <laughs> Suck it, Rick. Suck yeah. it, Rick. Yeah. Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. All of this started because he said he was going to have me on his podcast first, and you messaged me the next day, Mel, and he still hasn't. So, (laughs) men, men swag, and (laughs) women get shit done. How do you think I run this podcast? You know, hey, rude. So funny, uh, Shannon. Where where could we find you? Um, don't go on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> okay. That, that would be Julie the worst noted. choice to make <laughs> ever. Don't, don't follow me on Twitter. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a huge mistake. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. It's literally called Shannon Q because I'm not creative oh, at all. And I thought the point, that know? no one would ever subscribe to the channel. Oh. And now I have almost 30,000 subscribers. Holy YouTube. shit. Oh my god! So yeah, so, so you can find me there, and also I co-host the Atheist Experience. I also co-host a show called The Line. I'm sometimes on Paul's channel as a guest when I get mad enough about stuff that I make him <laughs> yes. let me on. Um, I've also been like, I, I just literally type Shannon Q into YouTube and then <laughs> and just pop up, enjoy yes. or yes. not, whatever. There's lots of it. There's so much. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot, yeah. <laughs> but that's it. I'm not good at plugging myself. Yeah. So maybe it doesn't suck. I don't know. You'll see, I guess, if you no, look for it. <laughs> well, speaking of plugs, um, hey. <laughs> we wanted to remind you all that we have a merch store. If you go to our bios on TikTok, you will find a link to the merch store for the podcast. We have some Woo-hoo. cool shite and shite. we just added some new merch. So please go check it. Check it out. Is that how you say it? In Check it out. Awesome. Check it out, Claude. Eh? <laughs> yes. She's probably also, great. She's probably good <laughs> shit. Oh my God. Check her out. We should Check have her, her read this. <laughs> in Canadian. Um, also, if you are a simp, uh, I mean fan, yeah, 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 um, of our content and like what we do, please consider supporting us. We, you can do that by going to anchor.fm slash burningeden666 and clicking on the support button. And you can choose a monthly amount. It could be 99 cents. It could be four bucks. We don't care. Uh, but thank you, Chico. Atheist Chico. Yes, Chico, if always you're Chico. listening. Because we know you <laughs> are listening. Bitch, he better be listening. He better oh my be. God, he's the reason I was he's the reason I was on TikTok, by the way. He's the reason that we what? like we found you. Like it all it was a, it was yeah, a snowball true. effect. Yes. And I'm like, what? So yeah, it's it's all his fault. <laughs> that you're all, that, that we suck. We love you, you Chico. <laughs> Thank you. Any amount is appreciated, of course. Yes. It will help us continue making these episodes. And um we're we're working on it, right? We're now. so we're so close to being on YouTube. We're so close. We're so close. Yes. We're gonna be doing um some video podcasts yes. at some point, hopefully Ooh, in the next few weeks. So we're very yes. excited about this. We are, we are edging ourselves onto YouTube. We're edging. There's yeah, snowballing. Yeah. There's plugging. <laughs> there's all it's of this stuff. Plug, plug all the holes. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. Thank you, Shannon Q. Holy yes, shit. You. We Woo-hoo. fucking love you. You are yes. amazing. 
I love you guys. Hi, priestess of the Church of Sexual Humanism. Hi, man. We. I'm. Hi, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I fucking love that so much. Welcome to the church. Yes. (laughs) Can I get a hi, man? You don't need to believe shit. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up because that's what we do. We are safe, people. We are safe. safe. We're going to wrap it up. (laughs) Did it. I didn't ruin your show. Or maybe I did. I don't know. We'll find out. No. No, you didn't. All right. Well, till next time. Thank you so much, Shannon. And that is what the Lord wants. Amen. Amen. Hi, men. (laughs) Ha! <laughs> <laughs>